And we are back with the Junior Deacon Podcast. It's your, it's one of your hosts, Daniel Martin, with my co-host, Brother Willie. Brother Willie. Yeah, I'm Brother Willie. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. And we have our, we have our audience, Sister Savan. Hello. <laughs> and we, we're going to do something a little bit different moving forward. We're going to do what we call, like to call, Theology Thursdays, where we talk about different things in the Bible. And we just bring it to you guys about what we got in our time of studying and the things that we've learned as we deepen our understanding about the Bible and the things that God is trying to show us through it. And we just hope that you will be with us on this journey and continue to support us. And with that being said, let's get straight into it. Let's do it. And so, Dub, you, you brought us our first topic for today. Okay, so our topic today, we're going to be dealing with the question, you know, is it true that once saved, always saved? Like, if God saves you, are you always saved no matter what? You know, is there something you can or can't do that can just take away your salvation? So we're going to be hitting on that today. So, But I guess the most important question we should answer first is, how does somebody get saved in the first place? Well, as you know, it's... It's it's so it's so simple, mm-hmm. but of course there's a lot that comes with it. Yeah. So like with how to get saved, of course, it's turning your it's first first admitting it. Like Lord, I need you. Yeah. Like that's your first step. Just admitting it, because you don't want to just jump into something and not know it, because that takes away from it. Mm-hmm. So like my first thing would just be trying to admit, like I need you, God. Like I need you, Lord, and taking that first step to Him, mm-hmm. and then of course. You know, getting baptized, you know, you know, the fl- being buried in Christ and not becoming alive and being become a new creature. And, you know, getting as time go on, it said you will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So mm-hmm. learning how to well, not learning, but tarrying for the Holy Ghost and, you know, getting to that point. But then, like, of course, it's not just those three things. It's the reading your Bible, study and praying, and fasting. You know, cutting off old ties, like, you know, the things that you were saved from, you want to cut loose from that and continue to live this life that God is trying to lead you down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so many things as far as being saved, but like the first step, I would say, is just admitting it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I definitely like that answer. So, from my viewpoint, uh, what is being saved? It's first off, you know, realizing who God is. You know, what what role he plays in our life, you know, uh, his role in all this and our role in all this. So realizing he's our creator. First of all, he's our father. He made us. And then from then on, understanding who we are, you know, sinful individuals, sinful beings who were once perfect and how we fallen away due to sin. So now that perfection we once had, you know, we kind of lost and forfeited and it was stolen away from us through the deception in the garden. So just realizing, you know, who we are and who God is. And from there, you confess and you repent. You say, Lord, I'm sorry, you know, for, you know, being a sinner, being sinful, you know, Mm -hmm. playing my part in this long line of sinners since Adam and Eve. So that's the first step, just confessing and repenting and turning to God and turning away from yourself. Then, of course, you get baptized, you know, you the old you dies, you go down the water, and the new you comes up, you're resurrected, you're in the body of Christ, you're an official member, 
Mm-hmm. And then from then on, you know, you're just um, tearing and waiting for the Holy Ghost to come. So, you know, you're getting trained during that time. You're reading, you're studying, and you're just devoting yourself to God, following after him and just doing what he wants from now on. And from then on, you know, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. And I think, I don't know. I know I'm pretty sure I know this is a Bible verse that you know he gives his spirit to those who are obedient. Yes, sir. So once you're obedient, he can trust you with his Holy Spirit, which is his very presence. That's what the Holy Spirit is, his presence with mm-hmm. you. He comes and he fills you up. He lives in right in the middle of you. So yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, and even with that, like once you're saved. And this is I I guess this is where this topic even comes from is once you're saved, if you do any wrong, are you still saved? And mm-hmm. me personally, I would like to say yes, mm-hmm. but in certain parameters. Yeah. If you understand, if you get me, because it's like if let's say I'm living for Christ, you know, I'm on fire, and then I do like I mess up one day. Mm-hmm. That didn't just throw off all the work that was done prior. Yeah. It's just I just messed up this one time. Let me get back up and keep walking. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Pastor Dorian said that's what like Paul said. Just get up and keep going. Yeah. And but once you get to a certain point where you just falling away from Christ and you just you just going back either to this old lifestyle or you living worse than you were when you first found Christ, then then I believe it it goes from once saved, always saved to once saved to be able to be saved again. Once saved to be saved again. Yeah, like you were once saved, now you're still liable to be saved again. Okay. Because if you fall in a way, that don't mean God's like, oh, well, that's it. Like, uh, you know, yeah, you had your chance. And like, I don't understand, like, you know, as, as many days as you wake up, it's as many chances as you get. So like, it's not like he hasn't extended that to you mm-hmm. because just waking up as that's him giving you the liability to be saved again, mm-hmm. if necessary. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of sit. That's my viewpoint on it. But like. It, it's it's kind of circumstantial to me a little bit because okay. it is one of those topics where it's like, well, what exactly do you mean by save? Like, did he just save me from this one thing or did he just save my entire soul? Yeah. And so, like, for me, it's like he saved your soul, yes, but you're the one that's tarnishing your soul if you continue to sin. But that doesn't mean he isn't going to save you still. Yeah. And even if you have the Holy Spirit, you have living waters inside you. It's just being able to go pull from it and turning away from it so that you can continue living safe. Mm-hmm. So like it's, I know it's kind of a, I confusing. get what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, kind I, of confusing I topic. You're just explaining something, you know, just in your own way. Yeah, I, that's, I get what that's, you're saying. That's just how I perceive it. Yeah. Of course, it. we got some evidence yeah, to back it up. Yeah, we got some evidence to back it up. So, uh, <laughs> I just blacked out for a minute. You were saying how, um, explaining you know, whether or not you can lose your salvation. Okay, I just lost my mind there for a second. But hopefully from our previous interviews with all those people, uh, I hope you guys see how somebody gets saved. Like we interview like from 10 to 12 people and you got through to see through 10 to 12 people how to get saved. You know, people that got fed up with their way of living, fed up with the world and just tired of living that way and they decided to live God's way. So hopefully you saw that through that. Uh, But also... I think, can somebody lose their salvation? I, I think they can. I, I definitely think they can. So, like, just like with, with a marriage, like, if you marry somebody, you make vows, you make promises to one another, 
And if you break those promises, you break those vows, then there could definitely be a split and a divide and a breakup. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you could definitely lose your salvation because God not going to be a, you know, a simp like that. Yeah. He's not going to hang on to you and you out cheating and running the streets. Like, he punished Israel for that kind of stuff. You're supposed to be my wife and you all over there with all of them all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know. He, of course, he didn't divorce Israel, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like those kind of things. You know, those kind of things. There's consequences. Yeah, those are consequences. But yeah, but as an individual, now that we're under the spirit of grace, now that there's no more excuse, like the Bible first that says, there's no more excuse for you anymore. Now that you, you know, have no more excuse, then yeah, you can you can definitely lose your salvation. So, but uh, yeah, we're gonna start getting into these into these verses to back up our viewpoint. So, and uh, yeah, I, I mean. I know grace and mercy is new every day. God gives us new grace, new new mercy every day. But I think your your salvation, yeah, every day you just remain safe with your actions and with your behavior and with your belief in Jesus Christ. You just remain safe. So yeah, keep keep staying saved every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, but then that's why I also feel like it goes into that realm of like, you know, liable to be saved again because we even seen it. To the children of Israel, as you were saying, they like they followed Christ, they made it out of Egypt, and it was like they felt like they was doing all good and they were doing all this stuff, then they fell, then they fell again, and they fell again, and they fell again. And God was like, All right, I'm gonna start punishing you now. So he started punishing them for that. That's why they lost in certain wars. I, I think it's the Amalites or something like that. Or, yeah, uh, Amalekites. Amalekites, that's what I was trying to say. I know AI for sure yeah, with Joshua. Lost, yes, they lost they lost in many different wars, and they even lost to the, you know. The covenant and so like in that time were they living save no but was the door to being saved again there absolutely because he did it again and even like through us like when adam and eve first seen like the door has been shut quote unquote the door's been shut you know from how life was but that doesn't mean he made a way of escape for us to get back there, mm-hmm. which is why he sent the second Adam. It's why Jesus died for us in the first place, which is why we can call him like our redeemer because he's redeemed us and we have redemption through him. Because mm-hmm. if that wasn't the case, then like if we were saved once and we just seen that'd be it. Mm-hmm. But like he's given us chances to get back on track. And that's where I feel like, you know, that's why it's like once saved, always saved and once saved able to be saved again that's where i that's where, like i see that from i think i get what you're saying like salvation is like a car and you just you could jump out one day and yeah. i guess jump back in but, yeah but like yeah. but of course it may not be easy getting in that car getting the, in that sec- car. Okay. the second time because yeah. it may be snowing and the door froze and then, you know you're trying to fight to get it open yeah but then once you eventually get back in you can continue living this life again mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what i'm saying I, I i think i get what you're saying yeah you know, I, I I definitely get what you're saying, but yeah, I think my perspective is is you know salvation is like uh, yeah, I think like as long as that Holy Spirit in you, you save. So mm-hmm. even if you, you know, not everybody you know makes mistakes. You know, even if you at certain points you even deliberately do something, you go off on that coworker. You know, I don't think you know that's you jumping off the salvation train yeah. or the salvation bus, but yeah. I think I get I get what you're saying. Like you, just running back into your salvation, getting back 
and walking back down that salvation path again. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think I get what you're saying. But to me, it's like a, it's like a permanent robe. I mean, it's on you to take it off. You know, you don't mm-hmm. lose salvation until you decide you want to take it off. So even if you stumble, you fall, you get your little salvation garment a little dirty, you're still safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no matter mm-hmm. what you do. But I get what you're saying. You explained it a yeah. different way and from a different view, and I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, and I get what you're saying, which is why I'm like, because I, I also still believe, and when I say saved, I don't mean like, oh, you just fell off from Christ and yeah. you just gone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like you you just not under in his will at the moment. I get what you're saying. So yeah. like you are able to come back. To his will. Yeah, to and his keep will. Walking and keep yes, walking in his will. That's what and I'm saying. getting that salvation at the end of the world. Exactly. I get because you've been because 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 saved, of course, like we know, it means many different things when it comes to being a follower of Christ. Yeah. But like when I say saved, let's say let's say you were initially saved. Now you're a new follower of Christ. But then you go on the road and something happens and you see it. You can be saved from that thing okay. that you needed to be that you needed to be saved from. Gotcha. So like that's what I'm, that's why I say once saved, you're. Using, yeah, using that in a different context yeah. in that situation. Okay. Yeah, like I said, you were able to be poured out and saved from that thing again. Gotcha. gotcha. Which helps you in turn keep your salvation. Keep your salvation okay. and continue to walk. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where I was coming from. I got you. I know you weren't gonna Yeah, I'll be be on the heretical route. I think <laughs> salvation is just a bust. You you happy and you happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, I know I, you I, that's why I wanted to clarify. You, yeah, you had a very unique way of explaining that from a very physical standpoint so i mm-hmm. get that so yes so let's let's get into word you know i've been waiting on this part i mean our feelings and our emotions that's 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 nice but it's the word you right. know at the end of the day we got books we, we got, got the bibles out yeah i so, got two of them right in front of me so yeah we're gonna we're gonna start off with hebrews uh a little background on hebrews um it's a they say it's an unknown writer writing to a certain group of people most likely it's you know church people but from the way he writes he's most likely talking to jewish believers because he goes very in-depth on the history of israel you know different events so a gentile would know that only a yeah a hebrew would know that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. we're gonna go to hebrews 6 4 through 8 um we're just gonna read it off and then we'll go from there so Dealing with salvation. So verse four, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. That's talking about salvation. It's a heavenly gift. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You, you, mm-hmm. You've known the Holy Ghost. So and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh or again and put him to an open shame. You make Jesus look like a fool. So we go, okay, did it? Yeah, we, oh, my bad. Verse 7, <laughs> For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receives blessing from God. I don't know why I'm reading this KJV. But basically what it's saying, earth that drinks in the rain and produces fruit and is productive, God blesses that kind of uh, crop or field. But that which bears thorns and breers is rejected, 
and is nigh unto cursing, who is who's in is to be burned. So if a field gets rained on, it gets treated well, and it only brings up thorns and thistles, that field is useless, and you can burn that whole thing. So that's basically what verse eight is saying. So, so after reading that, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That may have been a little confusing, though reading the KJV. So, what do I you, got you what do you think uh, after reading that? I definitely, I definitely see like why you said your viewpoint of like you know like it's a role that you choose to take on and off, but but you're always saved. And it seemed like what they was trying to explain is that once you sin, you've taken that robe off, and once you fellow, once you've tasted God, you've got your salvation. But once you've sinned, you've taken that robe off, and now you're not fit to be used anymore. But I believe that you still can be used because, again, going back to the children of Israel, the Lord came through for them many, many, many times, like more than they can even be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And they even went as far as breaking the first commandment, having no other gods before me. Yeah. Like they went as that far. And that was on day one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was on day one. And so I believe that. Yes, that I believe, of course, I believe that verse is true because some people, once they take it off, they keep it off. And now they, I feel like they put themselves in a position where they live in a lukewarm lifestyle now at this point. Yeah. So where it's like, you, you say you're doing good, but you're not doing all the way good. And now you're not being, now you're not able to be used effectively and efficiently yeah. because you're lukewarm now. Yeah. Like, because like, because it said like, you know, you repent and renew them, and then you, but then like you've been put to open shame. I feel like that's, I feel like that's just being lukewarm at that point. Because mm -hmm. if you still, because if he's saying that you're still able to be burned and crucified away, I feel like that wasn't a true repentance and that wasn't a true get back on track moment. Yeah, that was more of a, oh, I forgive, Lord, forgive me, on Sunday. Yeah. Friday, I'm turning time. back up. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, this is my viewpoint on it. So, you know me, I like to break it down. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, basically, what it's saying is, you know, it, it literally says, if you read the ESV, I was reading KJV, it says, in this case, like he's given like a specific case. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who got filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're somebody who received salvation, you got it. If you're somebody who tasted the goodness of God and his power, you've seen things, you 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 know God, you know what's up with God. Like you're you reached a, a good level of maturity, you know, you you know what God expects of you and you've seen God. So if you fall away or like for whatever reason, like um yeah, if you fall away, it's impossible for you to come back, pretty much, because what you would be doing if you try to come back. It's crucifying Jesus again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he died for you once, and now you want me to do it again? Like, bro, you just disrespected the first sacrifice of atonement I made for you. So you put him to open shame. So basically what that's saying is falling away is a whole lot different from, oh, I messed up yeah, at work stumbling. today. Yeah, I messed up at work today. Man, I shouldn't have did that. Or I, you know. Even you having a bad week, you know, that falling away is like, 
you know, you just off the rails. Yeah, you, you just gone. You just went left. Presence. Like, you know, for example, like uh, it was a it's a Christian rapper recently. He was one of the people who led Christian rap to, you know, being known. You know, he he been what Christian Christian rapper for 30 years. And now he's renounced his Christianity. Like, I'm done with it. Like, that's that's falling away. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that you, you've you denounced. G- yeah. Like, you, you saw all I had. You saw me. I was good to you. Like, God is like, how could I do any better? Like, I, yeah. like if you leave God, like, God is not going to be offended. He's going to be like, bro, uh, you're crazy. <laughs> it's on you. You're crazy. And, and it's the same thing that happened with Satan. Like, when Satan... Was in heaven before the earth was formed. And by the way, this is like a, if you know, you know story, you know. Christians just know this story for the most part. But, you know, Satan was in heaven. He was a a beautiful being covered in gems and diamonds. He was, they say he was a light bear. He literally carried light bear light. Um, He was a musical. Everybody knows he was musical. But one day he said, man, I I don't know about this anymore, man. I don't know if I want to do this no more. And guess what? You know, that's cool. Maybe you got a little tired. But the problem came in when Satan said, you know what? I'm going to start doing things my way up here. Maybe I need to put God off the throne and we need to start running things my way. Now, it's cool that maybe you got a little tired. You could have just went up to God and said, hey, God, uh, can I get moved to another department? Or can we, Can we? you know, is there something else for me to do? Or just, just, just drop your, drop whatever you had on him. But you said, you know, I'm not doing this no more. And he need to go. So, he tasted the goodness of God. God was good to him. He showed him love, all that. But he decided that ain't good enough for me. And so he got his head kicked in, put out of heaven like lightning. Like, yep. like lightning? You know what that means? Yo, I read it. To God, he couldn't hit the ground fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> like lightning? Oh, I need you. <laughs> I need you you got to go. You can't hit the ground fast I'm enough. I'm going to kick you out as fast as I can. Bruh. Like, like lightning, you and the rest of your little followers. I was good to you, and if this ain't good enough for you, okay, bro. You can't come <laughs> back. You can't come back. Yeah. So the same thing. I show you everything, and I love you this way, and you turn your back on me. Listen, bro. There's nothing else. Can, there's nothing else I can do for you. You have it, bro, because Jesus ain't about to die again. I, I understand, and that do make a whole bunch of sense. Especially now that you know we're digging a little bit deeper now, yeah. Like, that you fell away, and pretty much that's your form of rejecting him. Yeah, you rejected him. Yeah, like he did all this stuff, and you just said, "Ah, I'm gone." Mm-hmm. Like, ah, right, this isn't good enough for me. Especially after being exposed so much and seeing so much, like, yeah, that's, that's all I is this. That's all you got for me. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So I do, I do agree with you on that point, but. And I'm not about to like sit here and try to like disagree with you because I no, do. I do here for. Yeah, I know. I'm, I fully agree with you on that point, but I feel like, but I also do feel like you can. If if in the case like that where you denounce, if you like denounce God, of course in Satan's case, you know, he was trying to become God. Yeah, he wanted to be. He him. wanted to be God. He wanted to take the his role of the creator of the universe when he was just the creation just yeah. like me and you. He wasn't grateful. Yeah, he wasn't. And and I know and like and yeah that's on a very broader scale than like what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But there are times that we even be ungrateful. And then we're like, God, like what's going on? Like you did all this, like you do all this, but why does one moment happen? 
I don't feel like that means we, you know, completely fell off. It's mm-hmm. just that we had a little, we had a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. We just, we just didn't have enough faith in that moment for whatever was asking. Hmm. And I feel like in our, in our rapper's case that you were talking about, in his case, I feel like he, either he got tired or he seen something that seemed a little bit more alluring. Yeah, alluring. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I need, I need that more than what I'm doing over here mm-hmm. and truth i think it was just the fame because mm-hmm. we know christian artists yes they get a whole bunch of it but it's not like they getting put on front t- front stage and tv like yeah. some of these circular artists so i feel like it's more of a i, I seen something that was that i wanted a, more than god yeah and he decided to leave god not just i just left him yeah, I just so like it's 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 things that have to come in place for something like that to happen. Absolutely, because they didn't just say Satan just, you know, just got. I just I don't want this anymore. He had a reason for being the way he was and doing the things he did, which is why I think, which is why I think we fall into that too. Like if we was to do that, we have those things that leads up to that moment. But in that, but in any in any point of that case, before it gets too far, like I said, mm-hmm. the Lord can. Grab us, bring us back, and like, where you like, you're going too far. I need you to come back and meet because now you're getting now you're about you're already getting out of line. Now, if you fall out of line, mm-hmm. it's gonna be too late for you, yeah. But so, I'm trying to get you before it gets to that point, which is why I said, you know, once saved, liable to be saved again. So, he can save you from falling off too far, mm-hmm. but it's on us that we, if we continue to dig deeper into the abyss and away from God. So I do agree with you on that, but I, but you know, there's still chances where we can be saved before it gets to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about this scripture is that it's not a black and white scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's very black and white about you having the Holy Spirit and yeah, yeah, yeah. falling away. It's very black and white, but you know, He doesn't give you like a certain situation. Like, like I was wrestling with God. And I'm like, you know what? is the line, you know, what is, mm-hmm. you know, that line you cross and you, you know, you can't come back. But he was like, why would I tell people? That? Yeah. Why would I tell people that? Because that's because that, if I tell you, now you go go to that line, like, yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm going to just come yeah. back. So he showed me, like, this is one of those great scriptures. Mm-hmm. It's just don't find out. Yeah. Don't go too far to where you get lost. Because, you know, I mean, perhaps you could go too far. And the Lord saves you. And there there's also the perhaps where you go too far and he doesn't save you. Yeah. You just don't want to take the chance. You just don't want to fall away. And falling away, no matter if you got deceived, no matter if you got a little distracted, no matter if you just blatantly threw off Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. if you fall away, this is this is it. Like, yes, like it is one of those areas where it's like, don't mess around to find Just out. Just don't mess around to find out. Because once you do, because yeah. like I said, because even, because I was going to bring up the fact that, um, like, even in Isaiah, mm-hmm. like, when we're 21 through 23, like, he said, remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee, thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. Mm-hmm. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. And as a cloud, thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Mm-hmm. O seeing, O, O, seeing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout 
ye lower parts of the earth, break forth into singing, yea, mountains, O forest, and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified him himself in Israel. So like there, there are moments where like I know that I see you going too far. Mm -hmm. Come back and I can redeem you. Mm -hmm. But don't find out. Don't find out if there's a point where I won't don't, do it again. Don't find like, out. Cause like so like there is there like you said it's that gray. It's that, it's gray, that area. gray area. So it's like, can we be saved and redeemed? Yes. Once we're saved, can we be saved again? Absolutely. But there's more to it. Than, I feel like that's why we're, I'm glad we're having this discussion because there's yeah. more to it than just once saved, always saved. It's, yeah. Hey, you can be saved again. You can be redeemed again. Don't go too far and don't find out what my limit on you is yeah. before you find out and realize you can't come back to me because you went so far in. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, that's why I like something like this, you can take it and spin it so many different ways, yeah. which is like, again, I'm glad we've been talking about this so we can get a deeper understanding ourselves about what's going on in mm -hmm. this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So like, it's a, it's an interesting one. I yeah. will say that. It's definitely interesting. But definitely from this verse, you can see that you can indeed lose your salvation. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You can lose it, but but that's up to you. You can lose it up to you because the Lord, as he seen, he went to Jacob and was like, hey, come back to me. He gonna, yeah, he's going to always be holding yeah. on to you because you're going to hold on to him. Yeah, cause, and because and he gave us free will. He's not going to force himself on us. Mm -hmm. So if he, find, if he finds that you like, hey, you just go just keep going further and further away from me, you don't want me. It's fine. That's fine. on you. Mm -hmm. And now it just gotta. You just you just walk. You doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. I'll be here. Mm -hmm. But if you go do that, then the things I had, the things I covered you with, the things I had over you, I'm just pulling out away now. Mm -hmm. Like you can't do it as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So like that's that's where I kind of sit on this because like you, it's kind of hard to have one definitive spot. I feel like in this moment you kind of got to sit in that gray area that God is talking about. You mm -hmm. got to just got to sit here like just, just don't find out. Just don't. Find like, out. Can I redeem you? Yes. Can you go too far and not not do it? Yeah. Yes, but that's on you. Yeah. Like, cause not on again, it's not on him. It's on us. Mm -hmm. Just sit in this sit in this gray area of the Bible and just trust that everything I just told you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Stay. Be hot. Pretty much. Just be, be hot. hot. Don't be cold. So yeah. So um. I think uh, I want to just say that as long as, like King David, he showed us this man committed adultery, mm -hmm. you know, in the New Testament, that's like, and in the Old Testament, that's like a almost a deal breaker, mm -hmm. committed adultery. Was he, I mean, he had concubines, so I don't know. <laughs> that that was still going on, but, yeah. you know, he committed adultery. He killed a man. You know, these are all things that can, yeah. This is game over. Yeah. But even with all that, King David, he, you know, God sent Nathan the prophet. And David heard Nathan the prophet. He didn't say, get out of here. I ain't listening to you, bro. I ought to kill you. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, you know what? You're right, bro. That's on me. My bad, God. And yeah. he confessed. Good, yeah. He confessed and repented with a truly repentant heart. And God was like, I'll take it back. Mm -hmm. You know, you still did that. You're going to have to hit your head a few times. But. I still take you back. I still love you. Yeah. So with a truly repentant heart, you can always come back. Yeah. And a truly repentant heart will have, will keep you from, from not even going too far in the first place. So yeah. Keep a truly repentant heart always. And always keep repenting. Yes. So, yeah. 
So we're going to move on to Hebrews 10. We're going to go to verse 26 through 31. I, I can't do this, KJV, no more. Because I think I just lost y'all last time doing that. So we're in the ESV now, mm -hmm. which is more accurate and easier to read anyway. So verse 26. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. We need a sacrifice mm -hmm. for our sins. But a fearful expectation of judgment and a fear of fire that will consume the adversaries. Verse 28. So he's going back in time. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the Spirit of grace? That's bad if you outrage the Spirit, Spirit of grace. grace. It's his job to have grace. <laughs> and you made, you made him mad. So for we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repent. That's God, obviously. Mm -hmm. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So uh, background on this one. So this writer, this whole chapter, he's trying to convince um, or explain to these Jews how Jesus is much better than the Old Testament, than the Old Testament covenant. Like mm -hmm. when you like when you hear Paul say like, you know, Paul was kind of bashing. It sounded like he was bashing, you know, the Old Testament and the law. But once you read Hebrews, you understand Paul was just like, the new covenant is so much better that the old covenant is just, it's just trash. But it's not that God was trash or he made something bad. It's just like, man, what he made new is so much better than the old. Like, bruh, mm -hmm. this is so much better. So he's trying to get these people to understand, bruh, leave all that Old Testament stuff alone. Jesus mm -hmm. is the bomb. Drop that. So, uh, verse 26, it, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to say this right, but in verse 26, when he says, if we go on, Sinning. never mind, never mind. So I'm All not going to go to that point. So, I mean, it's very clear. If you go on sinning deliberately after you've received the knowledge of the truth, which leads to salvation, mm -hmm. there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but all you can look forward to is that. Furious hellfire. So that's bad. So yes. I had something I was gonna say. I'm gonna try to remember. Did you have anything you wanted to say? Is that pretty pretty clear? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear. But and with that, like if you going off verse twenty six like you just read, they're no longer a sacrifice for sins. And you know, if you sin deliberately, he I feel like that's I feel like that's a warning, like not saying now that's just set in stone, but that is a warning. Like, mm -hmm. if you do this, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. This is what this is your expected end. Yeah, because if you sin deliberately, because it didn't say if you just mess up this one time and you can get back on, it said if you just sin deliberately, deliberately. Yeah, which makes me think, like, if you just keep doing it, that's your expected end. Yeah, like, because the wages of sin is death. So yeah. if you continue to do this even after this and you know it's right, we go get in trouble even more because we know the truth. 
and the fact that we send delivery, it's gonna be worse on us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is the end goal for some people just hell? Yes. But even getting there, like all the way to that point, it's, it's gonna be hell for on earth for us just because we know. Mm-hmm. And like, which means like there was no, if you go do that, there was no sacrifice for you in the first place. If you're just going to send delivery, mm-hmm. like you may have said all these things, but you really didn't hold it in your heart. It's like sacrifice, technically, yes, the sacrifice was for everybody, but it's not. You're not living it as if it was for you. That's what I feel like it was really. I'm not saying that's what's set I in stone. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what one of the things he was trying to say that if you just do it, if you're just doing it, the sacrifice wasn't for you. Like you didn't, you didn't just have it for you. You just knew about it. And mm-hmm. You just live. You just knew about it. You heard about it, but then you chose to still do these things, mm-hmm. and now you're in a position where it's bad, and mm-hmm. that you're only expecting in if you continue down this path. Is a fiery indignation. Mm-hmm. Fiery indignation. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I remember what I want to say. So, you know, we're for believers um, who are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. We're covered by Jesus' blood, and we've made a covenant with God, and that sanctifies us. Jesus' blood sanctifies us. Mm-hmm. But as it says, um. In verse twenty nine, and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified. So you can make the very blood that covers you ineffective Mm -hmm. if you sin willfully. Like, blood was covering you, and you were sanctified. But you profaned it, and you made of none effect because you kept on sinning willfully. So, and like I was going to say, like, you know, do your best to walk circumspectly, walk on a straight and narrow with God because, you know, if you sin or, you know, (laughs) because... It's because like, yeah. it's like defining. Like, I know where you're trying to. Go. Like, let's just say, for example, if you, I never smoke, I never drink, whatever. So if one day I just decide to, I'm gonna drink for the first time. If I open that door, that door can just keep on staying open, and I can just keep going down darker and darker and darker. Or if I'm watching some on my phone, I'm not supposed to be watching darker, darker, and darker. You know. So it's like, it's just. Just walk circumspectly. Just just don't open any doors. Don't give the devil any room. Confess and repent. Have a community of people around you that can keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, have, you know, a good pastor and a good leader over you because it's like, this is so great, you know? It's so great. So you just, you just got to don't sin willfully. Don't find out, you know? Because you can sin willfully without, you know, saying... Oh, I'm just straight up seeing God, but you know you can be tempted. You know you go into that lady house, you know you ain't supposed to be. You know that feeling take you over, and now you sin willfully. You know, oh, the feeling just took me over. You still made the choice to sin. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you didn't want to. So it's just another great scripture. You know, don't sin willfully. Stay away from sin. Hate sin. My yeah. God hates sin because sin. Is the reason why you're not perfect anymore. You should be mad at sin. You should hate sin because yeah. it's robbed you of so much. So that's really the way you got to see it. So yeah. that's pretty much all. And the spirit of grace, of course, like I said, it's the spirit's job to have grace on you. So if, if for you to outrage the spirit of grace, you have to have been doing something for a minute yeah. to outrage the spirit of grace. Like, it's his job to have grace. Yeah. You can't make the Holy Spirit bad, man. Yeah, nah. It's just not good. And 
and even like with that, I feel like I feel like there's two two sides to what you were saying mm-hmm. because there was the one side was like if you you know unintentionally went down this path, some of them necessarily probably even wasn't seeing. But then you let it get to seeing, yeah. and then you just chose to do it, yeah. or like you said, like you those feelings just took over, and then you willingly did something. Like yes, that hundred percent matters mm-hmm. because like if you, because like of course as human beings we just it's natural we just go test something out. Mm-hmm. So like if you open that door, if let's just say you didn't hear the Holy Spirit in that moment. Not saying it wasn't talking, you just didn't hear it. Yeah. Let's say you just didn't hear the Holy Spirit in that moment. Or you weren't paying attention. You just weren't paying attention. You made up your mind. Yeah, you made up your mind. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And now the door is open. Mm-hmm. And now you realize how bad it's getting. The Lord can still pull you out of that. Because I've, I'm have i going to use myself as an example. Because after I got the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to lie. I did, a, I did a bunch of sin. Literally, like... Deliberately, deliberately, me too. Yeah, even after getting the Holy Spirit, and as you can see right now, I'm saved mm-hmm. from that. I'm free. I can walk in this this newness. Mm-hmm. I'm a new creature again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's that. But then, like, you know, just so it's more like being aware, being aware of the triggers, though, that like could lead to sin. Like, if yeah. you know, if you know something tastes good. Don't try to, don't try to talk yourself out of it. Like, oh, I'm gonna just do it this. I'm gonna just do it this way. If that's if you gotta, if you gotta, what's the word? I remember, I remember, um, brother James talked about it. Mm. He said, if you gotta pretty much make up stuff for it, just don't even do it. Don't even like, do if it. you gotta, if we gotta kind of just, just justify it, mm-hmm. don't do it. If we gotta set parameters around this, like, oh, I'm gonna do this only on this day, yeah. only on that day, you know, to kind of keep myself. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go back to the drinking example. Mm. Let's say, like, you here, you know, you got work, you got a family, yada, yada, yada. But let's say, like, you and the homie, y'all go out on a vacation. What's stopping you from, like, oh, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't around yeah. certain parameters mm-hmm. that I'm set for myself. Yeah. Now I'm about to cut loose. Yeah. So it's like, if that's, if, because situations like that could happen, it's just best that you just avoid them entirely. Yeah. And then, like, sending deliberate, like, deliberately sending, like, once you choose it, it's on us to be aware that, like, hey, I did choose this, Lord. I confess, forgive me for whatever I just did. And that's when you talked about true repentance. Yeah. That's when you're supposed to go back. Don't just say it. Now you got a true, like, okay, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Save me from this. Which is why, like, again, you can be saved again from this. Mm-hmm. Either a path that you open for yourself or just a path that something led you down. Okay. And so, like, you, you just got to be careful. Just, just got to be careful and be aware of like the triggers in your life. Yeah. Like the things that could set you off to do something. Your weakness. Yeah. Or yeah. even if it was innocent, that doesn't mean it's going to stay innocent. Because now you go into a point like, oh, I did this one time. And I did it twice. Yeah. And now I just keep going down. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it more and more and more and more. But it's like, now you now you in a hole because you thought this one little time wasn't going to hurt you. Now it's hurting you. Yeah. So now it's your, now it's your job to look to the hills. Call on God and help you pray that He pulls you out of that situation. Yeah, because He's because He's pulled out me, you, Savon, everyone else is listening. He's pulled out some situations mm-hmm. even after getting saved. Like He's pulled us out of some stuff. But like, again, it's our job not to go back. So even if we deliberately sin, we still have the 
the, the open window of grace to go back, but just don't keep going back. Don't keep doing this because now, now you're putting God in a position like, are you, what you really want? Mm -hmm. Are you, do you really want me or do you just want me to save you from this moment so you can get back on your high horse and keep going? Mm -hmm. And then expect me to come save your monkey behind again when you <laughs> fall off. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely understand what you said. And I, 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 I'm, I keep on liking your analogy where he's saving you from something. I, I understand that. Cause yeah. He could, I guess, if you grow off the rails, he can save you from that. Mm -hmm. You know, smoking again if, you know, he delivered you from smoking. I, I get that. Saving you from something so you can remain safe. I get that. Yeah, because, so, like, the grip, like, the window is, the window is open. It's just on us to take it. Mm -hmm. Like, God is not going to force it on us. He's just going to present it to us. Mm -hmm. It's our job to take it. But if we go keep, like, that window, can, but also, like, we've been talking about, that window is only open for a certain amount of time. Because if he has it open, like, hey, you're not going to take it. Mm -hmm. Tell me to shut it. Mm -hmm. Like now you now, now you're stuck. Yeah. Like now you got to do some serious repenting for me to even think about opening it again. Yeah, or, or it's or the door is just closed. It's just closed, and just now closed. you're stuck where you are because now, now my grace for you has run out, mm. and I feel like that's I feel like now I feel like that's where this whole thing ties. Of course, we don't know how much grace God has for us. Yes, it's you know ever ever more. It's everlasting. But if we go keep rejecting it, it it can be shortened. Yeah, don't play with it. Yeah, don't play, don't play with, with it. Him. Just because it's everlasting don't mean it's going to stay with you. Okay. So don't even so don't even attempt to even find out how how far how, you can go, how much be. Yeah, how, how much deep you can, you can go before you know you come back and maybe change the locks on it. Pretty much. So, yeah, I think we I think we're pretty good on that point. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna move on to our last one. Then we're gonna wrap up uh for today. We're gonna go to Ephesians one verse four through six. So this will be our last one because I know we we over here teaching. <laughs> Sorry, man. Okay. Why am I doing this again? I said I wouldn't read the KJV and I got it open. You wanna just use my phone? I got a port. No, I got it right here. Okay. So here we go, verse four. Um, even as he, should I do this? About being predestined, we was talking about this. Hmm? I said this. This is the one about being predestined. I don't know. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. So he already chose us before he even made the world. He knows who we are. He's hand selected us. Verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. So, in verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, this scripture is basically saying that. You know, God has predetermined and predestined, you know, some of us to be saved and to be adopted and to be his sons before the world was even formed. So um, I think, is there anything you want to say about that? I was just, I was just I, Yeah, because I'm like, I wrote it down and then I forgot. Hey, you, hey, if you, if you want to, you want to keep talking. 
Yeah, I go mean, for it. I'm listening right now. Yeah, so I'm soaking it in right now. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I think I might move. I think I might move on because I'm like it's just this one can be a tricky one because mm-hmm. you can go down a whole rabbit hole. So I'm gonna go to Hebrews four and thirteen. I think that's uh, I think that's the one I should do. Hebrews four and thirteen. I did all that. Could have stayed in Hebrews. It's okay, man. Yeah. Hebrews one thirteen. Okay, here we go. So, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So, uh, pretty much what I want to say about this is that, you know, in this life, even if you save, you can mess up, you can make mistakes. At times, you will intentionally and deliberately sin, you know. It may not be that you smoked a joint, but you went off on your uh, co-worker. You got a little smart, you know, that's that's sin that you chose to do that. But if we're truly following after Christ, he would never let you go. And this Bible verse is saying that, you know, he sees you mm-hmm. and he sees all of you inside and out. He sees your heart. He sees what you what you truly feel about him. He knows if you truly love him. So. You know, you can't play him. You can't play God because he knows everything. You know, he sees everything. So just make sure you have a clean heart and ask for a clean heart if you don't have one. Make sure you you living right and you're just doing right because God can see that and God knows that. And so, yeah, just keep that in mind. Guard your heart with all diligence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and like, because he knows all these things, because he sees us, like we're not hidden from him. He sees all, he he knew what we was gonna do before we even did it. He just wants us to admit it and confess. Mm-hmm. That's what now I feel like now it's where it leads to confession, where now if he sees this and he knows this and we know this, mm-hmm. now it's time for us to confess. Cause now we at a point where it's like, oh, I'm trying to hide from God, I'm trying to run from God. I'm like, no, I see you, Yeah, but that's not saying I'm, you know, kick you to the curb. I just know mm-hmm. I want. I see what you're doing. And I know what what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you go. You are gonna have to. You are gonna have to confess. You are gonna have to talk about this. You're not just gonna go throughout the day and act like you didn't do it. And you know, try to come back to me. You know, thinking everything's sweet when it's not. Like now, you got to. You're gonna have to confess and tell like, hey, I did this. Lord, forgive me. You had to, with an open mouth and a pure heart. Lord, I I sinned against you. I did all these things. Save me. Help me. I repent for my sins. I need to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not like, because he told us to do that. He told us to confess. He told us to open our mouths. He told us to do all these things because... We have to. Like mm-hmm. just, he just said it. So we just go have we have to do it. Like is that cause that brings freedom. Yeah. Like giving to account what we did brings freedom. Mm-hmm. And like I feel and with that, if if we think we're hiding from him, we're not. We just think we are. We just hiding we're just hiding from ourselves really. Like because mm-hmm. we're pushing ourselves away, we're putting ourselves in a corner. But he's telling you if you just you just um give account and say something i'm here like, yeah. i'm right here looking at you just tell me and we can work something out yeah like, I, yeah 
I think it's best if you just give account to him now before mm-hmm. you have to give account to him later, yeah. before you had to answer for your things later. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and this scripture definitely helps us because now it lets you know God sees you. God sees everything. You know, it, everything is naked and exposed to him. So don't try to hide. You know, don't try to be fake. Don't just keep on hiding that thing from God because he can see it. Just be real with him. Confess to him. Stay open and real to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's all I got to say. I think this Bible verse should definitely help people to know that they can't hide from God. So yeah. don't try. You can't know. hide and confess. Yeah, so. Yep, so these are all our thoughts on whether or not once saved, always saved is a thing. And uh, I think it's not. So yeah. <laughs> I think you can you can be saved if you decide that you're going to stay saved. So yes. that's my viewpoint on it. Your salvation is... Totally up to you. God going to do his part, but do yours so, yep. so you can and get that gift. 100% agree with you. This was a good conversation. We up yeah. Again, this is our first episode of Theology Thursdays. Um, if you want to if you want to hear more, just keep tuning in. If you if you have something that you would like us to talk about, mm-hmm. we will definitely take take suggestions. Mm-hmm. And you know, we definitely Definitely want to bring something new. Definitely want to bring something different. You know, yes, we'll still have guests and we'll still continue to do the interviews, but so that we can dig a whole lot deeper and take our take this to a new level. This this is also the route that we're going. So we have this. We have something new coming. Also, can't wait to bring that one to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed this, man. Yeah. I enjoyed just sitting down. Talking scripture. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was very fun for sure. But yeah, I hope we we got some out of today because there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of false teaching, false doctrine, a lot of foolishness going on. So we just want to be that, bring that light and bring that truth, so mm-hmm. people can be deterred from that. But I think that's all for today. So yes, sir. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm gonna clap it up. Yeah. I got to. And well, this has been the Junior Deacon Podcast, first episode of Theology Thursday. Yeah. Please like, share, subscribe. Should tell your pastor. We all got the same pastor. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And we will see you on our next episode.